Okay, good morning. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Mem Dalad in Maseches Sukkah. Maybe don't turn it to 1.5 speed today because we're going to try to go extra fast because we're behind and we have a little less time. Mem Gimel, Ahmed Bez, Ace Abaye, middle of the page. You've heard of Hoshana Rabba, right? That's called the Arava ceremony. The Natila, that's what's left of the Natila's Arava ceremony. You might recall that's on the seventh day of Sukkot. The lulav, you might also recall, this is all coming up, Andrew, so it's going to become relevant. We're going to bring the lulav every day. Now, you do have an arava in your lulav set. You, you notice that as well. But that's a separate thing. We're going to, that's going to come up today. So the question is, why are we, we used to be that the arava and the lulav were both considered teoraisa and both considered for seven days. And you look at our Mishnah over here and they seem to have the same halacha except for the lulavs on the first day, the aravas on the seventh day. But other than that, if it's Shabbos and it's, then, then it's only docha for lulavs on the first day, right? In other words, you can bring, um, you can only bring the lulav if it's Shabbos, if it's on the first day. Cholamai Shabbos, you're not going to do it. If, and you can only bring the uh, arava if it's Shabbos on the seventh day, the rest of the week you're not going to do it. This was the discussion of yesterday. And the question is, why, why is there a difference in the halacha, right? Uh, and so we, so we say, because today what we're left with is what? The lulav is all seven days. The arava is just that one day. Because remember, the arava is the natilas arava by itself, as we'll discuss, of Hoshana Rabbah. And so the suggestion of Rabbi Yosef was that maybe the reason why we treat the ceremony of the Arava differently is because in the absence of the Beis HaMikdash, we still have the Lulav, um, and we could still say that it's a Zechel Lamikdash, because we still bring the Lulav the same way that we used to bring the Lulav. However, the Arava, we don't bring it the same way without the Mizbech present, then we don't physically have the anatomy necessary in order to Lulav, what the, is the matter of discussion here is that Rabbi Yosef's suggestion is the procedure of the Arava was the, in itself, the um, sort of putting up, the propping up the Arava up against the Mizbeach. If that's the procedure, then in the absence of Mizbeach, we're not really doing the procedure anyway. And therefore, let's say we would have had the same exact halacha for the Arava than, than Lulav if it were for the fact that we had a Mizbeach. But we don't, so we're not doing the procedure anyway, and that's the reason. That accounts for the difference between of our uh, the way we um, right the way we approach the halacha of the arava bizman hazeh as opposed to the lulav. May the base make this be rebuilt soon and resolve and get this Rabbi Yosef shita out of, out of the way um, very quickly. So, but be that as it may, Abai is challenging Rabbi Yosef on his on his premise. What we're doing here is we have a mishnah. The Mishnah talks about the Chiv of the Arava. This Mishnah is going to come up over Shabbos. It says every day they would, what? They would surround the Mizbeach, walk around with it, circle it. The Osayom Sheva Pamim, but on that day, which would be the Ashan Rabbah, then they would walk, they would, it only says Sheva Pamim, the ambiguous Sheva Pamim. In other words, uh, every day the Makif, so if you look, read it, it says every day they would circle the Mizbeach one time. On that day, seven times. So you would think, on that day, circling seven times. My love, Barabbah. Does it not mean that you, cir- that's what the Mishnah certainly would imply, says the Gemara. That you're circling the Mizbeach seven times, holding the Arava, so you're holding the Arava. So Yosef responds, lo, belulav. Now, the Arava, they would leave up against, the prop up against the Mizbeach, and it was the Lulav that they're circling with in hand. So Abayah says, no, but Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rabbah Baravua Barava. 
Rav Nachman said that that's not true. They didn't circle with the lulav. They circled with the arava. So Rabbi Yosef says, "Amalei who amalach ba'arava v'ana amina belulav." It's like okay, so you have a, a source. Somebody said it was arava, but I'm telling you that it is a lulav. That's a machlokas. Okay, itmar, and we have already precedents for this machlokas because Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rav Shmuel, but not was it Rabbi Lazar Omer. Okay, it's a little bit. Uh, okay, you get the idea, right? If Lazar says it's belulav. We have a little bit of a gearsus thing here. Or Shmuel or Shmuel says that in the name of Chanina it's Barava. and then Rav Nachman Barava Barvua said that it was Barava. So we had a machlokas about whether it was belulav or Barava. Fine. So therefore, that's okay. It means it's legitimate to have such a machlokas. So Amalei Rav Rav Yitzchak Berei Deraba Bar Barchana Bar Uria Ben Torah is the way of saying this, or son of a lion, or son of Torah. Tava Eimalach Milsa Me'alyasa Dehaba Amar Avucha. I said, "Come, come, Yingela. Tell me into our Torah that your father said." So Hadatan regarding this Mishnah. Mishnah said, and then he quotes this Mishnah that we just quoted for tomorrow. That, right, that every day was one day, except for the seventh day you would circle the Mizbech seven times. So he said, you see, your father said in the name of Rabbi Lazar there was Belulav. Okay, we already know that Rabbi Lazar said it was Belulav. But, but others say it was Barava. Okay, so that is okay. I mean, in other words, we're still saying that Rabbi Yosef could go, according to the Shita, that when they circled, they circled Belulav. Right, because that's Rabbi Lazar's Shita. So Eisveh. So we say, no, we have another b'risa that seems to reject Yosef's idea that all you did was prop up the Arab against the Mizbeach. You must have done more. Why? Because it says, Lulav, Doches HaShabbos, Pitchilos of Arab Vesofo. That's the halacha that we just discussed. The Lulav in the, is on the first day, could be Doches HaShabbos, and Arab could be Doches HaShabbos on the seventh day. Pam Achas, Chal Shvi, Shil Arab, Yos Even though the calendar, we already said, they tried to arrange it, that would never happen. But one time, the seventh day fell out on Shabbos. Uh, okay, so they knew that they were going to do the ceremony on Shabbos of the circling with the Arava, as we'll see. So in order to do so, like they had done with, um, with the Lulav, they would bring, right, shoot, all, all the shoots, Murbios is just the shoots of the Arava, they would bring it on Erev Shabbos, right? And they would pile it up, Inichum Balzara, but then by Susim, didn't like this. They didn't hold of all of this uh, of this business of uh, of using the arava. Yeah, we used to, the the, the Amara, as we see the amarat uh, of Shechter Shlita. Uh, Marabi always used to say, "We are this is a pretty shvacha apikorsim." You know, like the uh, you know whenever you had the people in olden days, you'd have. All, all the people that people say, oh, they started Medina Israel, they're all uh, secular heretics and all this. Yeah, okay, you could say that. They certainly didn't have a yeshivish approach, but they knew Tanakh, Torah, Shas, Poskim, inside out, you know? <laughs> anyway, so the Baisusim weren't into certain things, but they were definitely, uh, they definitely knew their halacha. They, there was a Baisus, right? They're basically the Tzdukim, okay? But so the Tzdukim of the, of the day, they, they were analyzing every Pasuk just to go against Chazal. Anyway, so what are they doing? They care so much. So they take the Aravas and they hide them under rocks. Why? Because they know that Chazal are not, right, that all the Chachamim, right, the Prushim are not going to be 
willing to remove the rocks because of mukta. So now they're having a fight over mukta. So they're putting it under rocks. They don't want them, and they don't want them to remove the rocks in order to uh, basically sabotage the Arava procedure. Okay. You have some guys who dropped out of Hebrew school that didn't realize the muksa halacha, and so therefore they show up and they want to protect, as Rashi explains, right? The guys who dropped Amar, right? Right? So they dropped out of Hebrew school. They weren't there on that day to learn muksa, but they were there. They are familiar with the Arab procedure. They love that. So they remove the rocks. Right, and they're violating muktza, but they're moving the rocks. They take out their rava and they revive this procedure. The kohanim come and they stand up the aravas on the side of the mizbeach. Now, wait a minute. So this is supposed to be a challenge to to Yosef. Uh, this is supposed to mean that uh, that they, the procedure is. That in fact, because remember, Yosef says that the whole procedure is to put it on the side of his beach. But why? But here it says the Kohanim came and they put it on the side of his beach, and the and the Brisa finishes off by saying, "Why did the Baisusim cover up the Aravos?" Lifi, the Brisa continues, "She'ain Baisusim modin shechibut Arava doches ashabes." And the whole reason the Baisusim go out of their way to do this is because they don't. Believe in the fact that Chibur Rabba Zoch is Shabbos. See how from these heretics are? They, they're so from, they think that Chas Shalom, right, should you violate Shabbos, and therefore they're going to hide the uh, Aravos. Now, by this Hemshech of the Brisa, where it says that that's what the Baisusim were concerned about, we see that what was going to go down, they were going to do Chibut Arava. Oh. Well, the word Chibut does not necessarily mean uh, what we when we say chavita, we mean an omelet, and when we say chibut, we mean banging down right the arava as we do on Hoshana Raba. So it, but chibut sounds like what it means is says the Gemara alma benitilahi sounds against Rabbi Yosef that the fact the hemshech of this brisa says that we're concerned about a chibut, it sounds like we're worried about what netilas arava, not like Rabbi Yosef said. The Gemara says to Yufta that is explicit. We have knocked out Rabbi Yosef. It sounds like, in fact, the ceremony did involve walking around with the Arava in hand. Okay, but wait a minute. So if that's the case, and they did Natilas Lulav, so we go back to our original question. Why doesn't the Arava, right, um, why doesn't the Arava supersede Shabbos the way, right, the way it would on, uh, the way the Lulav would? This is where we're going to get to the fact that the Lulav doesn't either. So, right, because remember, we don't bring the lulav. After, after proving logically why the lulav should be docha Shabbos, we sh- meaning we should bring the lulav on Shabbos if it were to fall out on the first day. So, perhaps that should be the lacha, but we don't do that, and we're about to find out why. Says the Gemara. Wow. That again, this is, this is going to be the source of the present day lacha. That since in Bavel, you can't be docha Shabbos for the sake of a rubber, don't forget. Right, this there was a distinction between the base of Mikdash and Gvulin with this regard. Since in Chutzlar it's, it's not Doche, we're not going to do Enos in Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos. Right? Um, I, coincidentally, this has to do with Eged. Right? It has to be. Every, and, you know, I said Enos in Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos. I meant Losi's go to do. Yeah, that you should not. It's a similar thing. Chavilos are, are good. Doesn't matter. You don't do it. You don't. Uh, Losi's go to do means that you're not supposed to what go into factions. 
and get Amachlokas being Klal Yisrael. Uh, Andrew, you got to send the memo to Klal Yisrael that they shouldn't break up into into factions. And therefore, we can't have this thing where you have a whole bunch of people who think that you do bring it on the first day if it falls out of Shabbos. That's in Chutzlaretz, but then in Eretz Yisrael, you don't. It's, that's not the way we work, right? And therefore, that is the source of the halacha that we do in Eretz Yisrael, amazingly, what we have, do in Bavel. We have the sensitivity to, uh, for everyone, we, if you're in Golis, we're in Golis with you in this regard. Says the Gemara, but look, we have the first day of Sukkot, and we see that in Lulav, right, in those days, the people in Bavel were not Doche, and the people in Eretz Yisrael were Doche. So as we finally arrive in Dalat Avnalf, at the hopeless time at 5.57 a.m., we're going to do this. Amar, Amre, the rabbi said in reply, Lady do Nami Lodachi. Wow. There it is. Rashi. Top Rashi. Shlolasas Yisrael Agudos Agudos. Venir Keshtei Toros. It's going to look like two Toros. Dididan Lodachi Lulav Shabbos. And that's why us in Eretz Yisrael are also not going to override Shabbos. And there it is. The source of the halacha that we're not Toche Shabbos. Andrew, I see the concern in your face. So here we go. Ve'elokasha Anitarti. The Tanachada. But we have a difficulty with these two Mishnayas. Ba'lulav not overriding Shabbos because we already had our Mishnayis, right? In other words, up until now we were learning the Ikar Adin where we are bringing the lulav on the first day of of Yantiv if it falls out on Shabbos. So how are we going to reconcile all that? So it's Gemara. The Tanachad we had one Mishnah that said Kolam Malichim Esulavein Laharabais, right? Remember that one uh, that they were bringing to Harabais. So it's not Idak Leveis and we said whether you're bringing it to Shul or to the Harabais. Right, at least the, so okay, you're bringing it out of Shabbos, but the point is you're gonna bring it the next day on Shabbos if it falls down on the first day of Yantav. And the way we resolved the fact that we have those two Mishnayas, as you might recall, this is within, uh, just, we just learned this, was that the one where they brought it to the Harabais was when the Besamekdash was Kaim. And the one where they brought it to Besak Nessus was after Chorban Abayas. But, that shows that even after Chorban Abayas, we were still bringing the Lulav on Shabbos when it came on the first day of Yantiv. Says the Gemara, Lo, Idiv, Idiv, Bizman Shabbos, Mikdash Kayim. Now, only when Bizman Shabbos, Mikdash Kayim did we bring the Lulav on the first day of Yantiv when it came out on Shabbos. And the two Mishnayas, one saying Harbayas, one saying Beis Knesset, can be resolved in the following way. Below Kasha, Kan Be Mikdash, Kan Big Vulin. That in the days of the Beis of Mikdash, in the Beis of Mikdash, they're bringing Harbayas. And obviously, when you're not in the Beis of Mikdash, you're not bringing it to Harbayas, you're bringing it to Shul. So, all of those things were only in Bismarck Mikdash, may be rebuilt soon, but today, for now, if it falls out on Shabbos, we're at first day, we're still not going to bring it. Seven lines down on Mim Dalad Amadal. Right? Here's our question, right? Today. So we bring Lulav seven days, and we bring the Arava only one day. Why is that? So one suggestion is, you have the Arava set. You are bringing it seven days. It's in your Dalminim set. Look, Abai says, Or rather, That Arava in your set is part of the Dalminim set. That's not the Arava set. Those are two separate things. They are the same, right, species, but one is part of the Arava set, and one is part of the Dalaminium said, so the Gemara, Vichitema, the Kamagbele, Vahadam Agbele. And if you're going to tell me, you know what, it's in your Lulav set, but I'm picking it up twice, once Lashem Lulav and once Lashem Arava, I'll tell you that's not, you, do you really? We've never seen that. Okay, we're going to get to it. 
Um, we're going to talk about it. why one would have a bracha. Why wouldn't have, right? We make a bracha on al Natilas lulav. Do you make a bracha on Natilas arava? Let's see. I'm a rav. Say the shade of rava. Lulav the raisa din and shiva zechel mikdash. Arava the rabbanon love din and shiva zechel mikdash. Uh oh. We this whole time we were saying that a rava was the raisa, but you know, Andrew, you were you were hard pressed to find a pasuk. So here's where we analyze that. The lulav we know the pasuk, right? Lukachtem lachem priyat. Right. Okay. So that we've already discussed. Uh, at great length. The Arava, where's the Pasuk? So right now, Rava held that it was actually a Darabanan. Gemara says, oh, really? That's not, can't be a Darabanan. Laman, according to you, to who are you going to say that's Darabanan? So now we're going to try to find a source that Arava, the, the Arava procedure is a Darabanan procedure, right? Because if it's Darabanan, it makes sense that you're not going to do seven days Zechel and Mikdash because it's different sources. Well, if it's a Rava, if it's Arve not, so if it's Abashal, it can't be because he has a Pasuk, right, in the Torah that tells you Arve Nachal, so that's the Raisa, according to him. Okay. Ilar Rabbanan, Habat Rabbanan, Hilchasuk Amirla. Rabbanan says, Alach Lamoshim Sinai. Alach Lamoshim Sinai may not be a Pasuk in the Torah, but still the Raisa. Dama Rabbi Yasin, Riachan, Mishim, Rabbi Nechunya. He had an unwieldy last name. Ah, coincidence again. The Remember, if you have a sizable enough field, then you're allowed to plow it all the way up until Erev Rosh Hashanah, which is in like a couple of weeks. Okay? As opposed to, otherwise, you're supposed to stop already by now, by Rosh Chodesh Elo. Anyway, Arava. The procedure of the Arava, the Nisuchamayim that you do on Sukkot, Halachala Moshe Misinai. We have already quoted this uh, source before. So we say either way, it's Halachala Moshe Misinai and it's Daraisa. So where is Rava coming up with the idea that it's Darabanan as a reason for why we only have a Shana Rabbah one day? So El Amar Rav Zvid, Mishmei Darava, Lulav de Isla Ikramin Atar Bigvulin, Avdinan Le Shiva Zechalamikdash. Rava de Laisle Ikramin Atar Bigvulin. Lo Avdin and Shiva Zechelamikdash. As Rashi explains, Iker, what's this Iker Minatora? Rashi says, Yom Echad Mia Yeshla Shorish. Avalarava ain't Lashum Shorish Minatora Bigvulin. That's the idea. The, the Torah itself says, Ulkachtem Lachem, and as we already discussed, as we pick the Pasuk apart, so yes, the seven days is sim, it has to be Samachtem Lifnei Hashem. Fine. So the seven days, Midaraisa, right, has to be in the Zmana Mikdash. But the Bigvulin, the universal Ulkachtem Lachem, is already alluded to in the Torah. But there is no allusion for the Arava of Ikram and Torah, as Rashi explains, to say that there's a universal idea of bringing Arava that we don't find in the Torah. So to that, okay, now we're gonna, uh, so now we're gonna have another quote, right, of Nechunya, Ish Bikas Beis Chortan, with regards to this. Okay, that used, that used to be, that the Kohanim that had, right, the Mum, could go, right, they, they walk right up against, uh, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, because they want to be Yaitse and the Aravas. Where'd you get this source? So, me, Amra? What do you mean, who, where'd you get this source, Rabbi Yochanan? You, the Gemara is asking, why, did, how could Rabbi Yochanan ask where the source is from? He's the one that said it. Rabbi Yochanan was the one that quoted Rabbi Yochanan But that whole quote of was popularized in Rabbi Yochanan's shir. He's the God of the in Eretz Yisrael, and he's the one that said it. So why is he asking, where did you get it? 
So it says the Gemara, Ela lo, mi amara who says that the whole way that you're doing the arava is by walking around with it and doing the tila like you're doing the tila deal with biskifa. All the, right, all right, all the source of, of Nechudi Yishmikas Beishchorten says is arava. It's very, right, very open-ended. It just says, whatever it is that we do by arava, it's a lachlam Sinai. It doesn't say what we do by arava. Maybe what it means is that we're propping it up against the, the Mizbeah. So, so, but the, but Rabbi Yochanan answers, if that, but the Gemara answers, rather, if this is true, right, then, mi amar b'bali mumim. So what does it have to do with bali mumim? Right? Dilma bismimim. Maybe, right, there, there'd be no reason to let the Kohanim go into, right, as close as they can to the Mizbeach, if in fact, you're saying that the Arava has, right, in other words, that, that's an, another question, that even if you're going to say that you have to do Natila, what does this have to do with the Kohanim, with the Bali Mumim? In other words, we have an issue here with the Arava, and we're going to end up saying that this is, in fact, the distinction between the Lulav and the Arava. Remember, it says, every individual has to bring the, the, the Lulav. But the Arava is more like a procedure where people come and see the Kohanim. It's like Birchaz Kohanim. See what I mean? Uh, right, very, very true. In other words, Hoshana Rabbah is, is different. It's like a derivation. It's the evolution of this halacha. The whole idea is propping up the Arabah. That's all halacha. Right, so propping up the Arabah. Oh, is there a Pasuk that says, take the Arabah and prop it up in this Be'ach? Andrew wants to know. Andrew, the Gemara is hooking you up. We're going to get to it. It's just today, Bezat Hashem. Itmar. Very good. Exactly. So, so, so let's see. So again, this exchange between Rabbi Yochanan and Rechunya as follows: It's my Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon Levi, Chadamar Rabbi Yisod Nevi'im, Bechadamar Rabbi Min Hag Nevi'im. So here we get into a really critical Rashi here, is because there's two type of Nevi'im. So we're going to see Andrew do the Nevi'im point out this thing of putting up the the Mizbeach, right? So as Rashi explains here, it, there's, there's a difference. This is really critical. What's a Yisod Nevi'im? What's a Min Hag? Yisod Nevi'im. Rashi says Takanis Nevi'im Achronim Chag Yizachayim Melachi Shemim Taknei Takanis Yisrael Banchek Neses Gdola. So there could be such a thing that comes from the Nevi'im, but it's really kind of basically a Durbanon-ish, right? Because they're part of Anshi Knesset Agdola. Those Takanas are Takanas Durbanon. So Chagiz Zacharim Melachi, they're Nevi'im, but they said this is a mitzvah, right? And that's going to be the Nafkamina. If it's a Yesod Nevi'im, right? So then they're going to say they were metaking it, which means you could say, Asher Kichon Sivanu. Aslo Sasser, right, you could say a bracha on it. However, Minhag says Rashi, and he goes to In other words, that's just a Minhag, but they didn't make a Takana. Says Rashi, Venafkamina, the Lobai Bracha. That when it's just a Minhag that developed, then it's no Bracha. As Rashi explains, the Lake Alamemer, Vetsivanu. Right? Because you have no aspect of Tzivanu if there's no Takana. They didn't tell you. It just kind of developed on its own. That's the difference between Yisod Nevi'im and Minog Nevi'im. So he says, It sounds like Rabbi Yochanan would say it's Yisod Nevi'im, which means it's a mitzvah. Well, he quoted him as saying Yisod Nevi'im. That certainly is a good indicator that that's what he held. Yeah, that's good. That, that makes sense. So Amalei Reb Zeir Lariyabau, Mi Amar Reb Yochanan Hachi, Mi Amar Reb Yochanan Hachi. Did he really say that it's a Yisod Nevi'im? Amar Reb Yochanan Mishu Reb Yochanan Ish Beikas Beis Chortan Eisan Atiyos Arava Vanisa Chamayim Alachal Moshe Misinai. This is already the third time we're bringing you up this source that implies that's Alachal Moshe Misinai, which would mean that it is the Oraisa, not like a Yisod Nevi'im der Rabbanan. So which is it, Rabbi Yochanan? Says the Gemara, Eshtomim Keshachada. That stumped Rabbi Yabau for a minute. The Amar Shachachum. Maybe the pshat is that, yes, it was a 
halacha l'moshe misinai that was then forgotten and then reestablished by the Anse, Anse Knesset Agdola as a what? Well, if that's the case, then they're reviving a daraisa. That's not really a darabana. The takana was the chazal telling you to do the daraisa, as we had said before, right? Reviving it. Halacha l'moshe misinai is always considered daraisa. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Halacha l'moshe misinai is tarshabal peh. That's daraisa. Yeah, exactly. So the Gemara says, "Umi Amar Rabbi Yochanan Hachi, but Rabbi Yochanan say that the Torah is forgotten during Babel." Amar Rabbi Yochanan. So we're going to quote something, a little bit of a history the Rashi brings here. Tosus argues a little bit, but there was Rabbi Yochanan was a famous right. He was like uh, like uh, the the Rav Chaim Kanievsky, so to speak, of of old in those days. So he was the gadol that people used to go to Eretz Yisrael, and he used to give shir, and people used to go give. Uh, say hi to him. So he says, So, so again, Rav, Rav Kahana was in Bavel. Rav Yochanan said to his students that came, right, I, that he said, at first I thought that the Torah was yours. Since, what? Okay, so there's a question. Who had, right, we know there's a Talmud Bavli and a Talmud Yerushalmi. So like, which was sort of dominant? So Rav Yochanan says, I initially thought that, listen, we were continuously staying in Eretz We're the source. You guys were exiled. So I figured whatever you have in Bavel, right, must be like a watered-down version of what we have, but we have the real thing here, right? So to speak. But then, right, I thought that it was ours, Dilchon, right, uh, that the Torah is is yours, really, he's talking about those, again, according to Rashi, that were in Eretz But then I realized, no, that's in Bavel, that Bavel were really, this was just quoted as a statement where basically just Rabbi Yochanan is impressed by the Torah that he found in Chutz Laaretz, right? He goes to Bavel and he says, I always thought that the best Torah is in Eretz Yisrael, but you guys with your yeshivas, unbelievable. I think you, you, you are really, really, really crushing it. We see some of that right today, like Lakewood versus, you know, Mir, that kind of thing. Like they're both awesome. So he's saying, I thought it can't be more awesome than Israel, but you guys are really, really awesome. Lakewood's the place to go now, right? In the yeshiva world. So he says like this. So this is Rabbi Yochanan being impressed with Bavel. What does that mean? We see that he holds that they didn't forget. What do you mean? They, so, so they're the best. Lakewood, Lakewood forgot the Aravos? You got to be kidding me. Of course, they, did. they would never forget the Arava. So this challenges the notion that the Teretz is that they had the Allah Moshim Sinai, forgot it, and then had to be revived because... They didn't forget anything. Babel had all the best yeshivas. So the Gemara says, Lo kasha. As we mercifully turn to Mandalat and Mbez, and in 15 minutes, try to analyze as much as we can here, say, no, kan b'miktash, kan When Rabbi Yochanan is talking about the Arava being Allah Moshe Misinai, he's talking in the Mikdash. But when you're talking about the Takana, he's talking outside of the Mikdash. There you go. So again, there's only a source for b'miktash, right? But the source for gvulin that, in other words, that source that tells you that you bring Arava, Halacha L'moshim Sinai, which is a Deo Raisa, as we've pointed out, is only talking in the Mikdash. And now you see why we're in the state that we're in, because it, when, when you have the Gullahs, where you're outside, or even when you, or, and even when you have the base of Mikdash, when you're Big Vulin, the source is only Darabanan. Aha. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Halacha uh, the, the Halacha of the Arava today. Amar Rabbi Ami, Arava Tzrichashir. The rubber needs a minimum shear. You shouldn't take it as part of Lulav said, you should take it alone. And you're not Yotze with the Arava Shabalulav. 
The reason is, as Rashi says, is you have to right, show that it's a distinct mitzvah. You can't just have it as part of your mitzvah set. Thing is, the last two of these three halachas sound like they're the same. So the Gemara is going to ask that. Says the Gemara, came into Amar Mar, ain't any tell us Once he already said that you're supposed to hold that rav on its own and not as part of the lulav says, pshita they know them yotze be rabbi shibululav. Right? It's pasha that you can't be yotze with your dal minim set. The Gemara answers no. You would have thought that only the only time you night yotze with the lulav set is if you only right are do the netila once. But if you do the netilas twice. As Rashi points out, once l'shem lulav and once l'shem arava, aim alow. You might think that it would be okay to use it, the aravas that are in your lulav set and to reappropriate them twice. Oh, maybe this can go enos in mitzvahs chavilas chavilas. In other words, why would you be allowed to use the same thing twice for two mitzvahs? Not for now. Kamash malan, regardless, it's not, it's not good. You can't use it. In other words, it, it, it's, not, it's not because you need to fulfill like the lulav first, right? Even the second time, you're not going to be able, and when it's purely the shame arava, you're not going to be yotze if it's part of the set. It has to be standalone. Good. However, that's not universally accepted. Rav Chista Amar Yitzchak Adam Yotze Dechavasa Be'Rav Shabululav. Right, and then there's a little parentheses Yontav Rishon Shalchag. Not for now, but again, very important to point out. Those the rush does that, provided you bring the lulav twice, you can in fact use your dalminim set. Okay, so. That's the discussion there. Now, question is, Kamashir, you said that there's a shear of the Arava. What is that shear? Three twigs with moist leaves, right? The Ran points out uh, a fascinating thing, quoted in the art scroll here, that it's to differentiate between the, 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 all, the other Arava, Aravos that are in your, in your Lulav set. That's why you do it. It's part of the differentiation process. In other words, otherwise, where would you think otherwise that you would have three twigs, right? Well, where is he coming from? There's no possible that has three twigs. No, the answer is, the Lulav set, we already said, is Arve Nachal and has two, and therefore he's upping it up and says three. And, not, and then on this issue, there's a Machlokas, whereas if Nachman goes all the way to three, Rav Sheshis says only one. One single branch, one single leaf. So the Gemara asks, Really? All you need is one stalk, because the implication is all you need is one stalk and one single unattached leaf. The Gemara answers, No, even one leaf attached to one stalk. Okay, so now let's go back to whether it's a Yesod Nevi'im or a Minag Nevi'im. Amar Aivu. Aivu, this is fascinating, was, was Rav's father. He says, I was sitting in front of Rabbi Tzadok, and somebody brought an Arava before him. Right? So, he waved it back and forth, but he didn't say, what a bracha. Oh, so he didn't, atilas Arava, but he didn't say bracha. As Rashi had already foreshadowed, this idea of whether you make a bracha or not, is is whether it's a, is going to be a determination of whether it's minhag neviim or not, right? Again, we already said chavit here is that he's doing the the procedures. Okay, so the so we're now going to we're telling stories right in the middle of Bays where Ivu. So again, Ivu was Rav's father. So here's this beautiful scene. Andrew's uh, daughter just got engaged, so we're thinking about generations here. Ivu v'chizkiya b'nei barsei de Rav. Right, Ivu was Rav's father. Chizkiya was Rav's grandson. And they both go, Aisu a Rav Isn't that nice? The father and the grandson are going to the great Zaidi, 
who's Rav, but the Zaidi is the great Zaidi's son. Meaning, right, you, you, you bring your great-grandson to your own son who's become a Gadol Dor. May you be zochet to this kind of nachas, right? Um, so so you, that would mean that you would bring Penina's grandchild to your son when he's the Gadol Dor to ask him a question about the Arava. Wouldn't that be nice, Andrew? I could see that. So he says like this, so they want to see what's the great Rav going to do with the Sarava. Is he going to make a bracha or not? So he did the Nanuim and he didn't make a bracha on, he did not make a bracha on the Arava. So that's how we see it's not a Yesod Nevi'im, but rather Minhag Nevi'im. So Amar Aivu. So Aivu, Rav's father says, I was once standing in front of Rav Sadok. In order to make this work out as Tosfos does, you have to say there's multiples of all these people because some of it is anachronistic. So you have to you have to match up the generations. You know, Baruch Hashem in the Jewish uh, tradition, we name after people, so they could be like the name Ivu multiple times or Lazar Tzadok multiple times. Anyway, Ivu said, "I was once in front of Lazar Tzadok." And a certain man came to him and he says, and he started up a conversation. What was the conversation? He says, isli." No, I own cities, Karmaya isli, and vineyards. I'm a, I'm a gvir. I have olive trees. Okay, is that what he's saying? He's flexing, trying to say how much money he has? No. He's asking a shayla. This guy's a tzaddik, as you'll see. And then, during Shemitah, mamish, daf, yummy coincidence, as Shemitah arrives, it's about to arrive, the people in the village come, and they what? They work. They're working the, land, the vineyards. And they're eating from the olive trees as payment for the work that they're doing. So he asked, did they do the right thing? In other words, I'm a landowner. I'm not doing it. These guys are doing it on their own, but they're working my land. Is that okay? That's not proper. And then it says, so the man left, and then he came back, and he said, in other words, the man was leaving and going out on his way. Which is to say, there's a lot of different information here. Here's the bottom line. Guy comes to ask a shayla. As soon as he gets the answer, he runs to, to take care of it. Just because of a chash. And remember, he wasn't even doing an avera. He didn't do anything. But just because of the appearance of the avera of somebody else possibly working the land, whether halachically meeker or din, this was even a problem. The question wasn't whether it was halachically meeker or din wrong. The question was, is it proper or not? Just this little shemets of impropriety was enough to make the guy choo, shoot out of the room to go take care of it immediately, which prompted Elizabeth Sadak to be so impressed. And he says, I've already been living here for 40 years. And never saw a man go in the Archan de Taknan, the Yisil Sisharim, the path of the righteous, as does this man. Then the man finally comes back and he says, Me'avid, what should I do now? So Amarle, so see, he like left. So and then he came back and said, What should I do now that this happened? I took care of it. They're not doing it anymore. What should I do? Amarle, Abandon, right, be mafkir, the olives to the poor, attain kramim, and give prutos from your own pocket to those who did the kishkush. In other words, pay them, but not with the olives, because the, because they're not allowed to take the olives as payment, because that becomes a de facto, I don't know what the word de facto means, but that becomes using shviyas for See what's going on? In other words, by them taking the olives as payment, 
Now already the fruit is not being consumed in the chilled way it's supposed to on, on Shemitah, but rather in a way of commerce, which is not allowed. And therefore, better off pay them already for the work that they did so as not to, right, so as not to uh, stiff them the money for their work, then, um, right, so be- better off to pay them in that way uh, as opposed to letting them use the fact that they ate the zesim as repayment and by, right, and then by giving the zesim to the poor, you're mafkirate and you're good. But that's the mar, because shari, but wait a minute. Let's talk about uh, using the hoe and digging around and doing kishkushim on the land before the Shemitah year, since the Shemitah year is coming up and every day is a dafyami coincidence. Says the Gemara of Hatanya, we learned the price of Ashviyas Tishmetena Unitashta. And the Shviyas, you're supposed to what? Leave the land alone. Tishmetena, says the Gemara. Mila Kashkesh. Mata Mekashkeshama. We're not allowed to just pachki with it. Unitashta Mila Sakel. So you're not allowed to pachki with it, you're not allowed to clear the rocks. So Amar of Ukva Bachama, Tre Kishkush. No, no, no. There's Kishkush and there's Kishkush. Chad, Satume Pele, Vichad Avri Ilane. One is covering the cracks of the roots so that they don't dry out. And the other is piercing the ground, getting really in there, softening it up, really doing some heavy lifting. Aha. Avruya Ilana Asr. Piercing the ground and all that. That's Asr. Satume Pile, Shari. But covering cracks and preventative measures is in fact allowed. Well, guess what? This is fundamentally going to be huge, huge halachalamaisa as Shemitah arrives. Because every farmer knows that basically prevention is allowed. In other words, in the Shemitah year, because they go like the Chazunish, who's very, very makel in these regards. And, you, and if you go by the Chazunish, you can survive by saying, for example, watering a tree. Is that preventative or not? Well, if you don't water it, it's going to die. That's allowed. Okay, watering a tree. Ah, but are you only allowed to water it the exact amount that it needs? What, can you just water it indiscriminately? Because if you give it even a little bit more than it needs, so then already it's a violation. So that is very, very critical. In general, just for our purposes, preventative it's okay, but anything proactive is not. So since we already mentioned, as you noticed, Ivo, so we're going to say another halacha that he says. He says, don't walk in more than three parsos on Erev Shabbos. It's the halacha of what? Don't do a lot of traveling on Erev Shabbos because if you do it, you could get stuck. That's only if you're coming home. Yeah, but everybody goes on Erev Shabbos to the, to the hotel, right? When are you going to go? You're going to go Thursday and take another day off and pay another night for the hotel? Come on, man. So to quote the prez, anyway... <laughs> So the Ika the Ami Amar of Kahana Lo Nitzcha Ela Afilu Lebeise, and some say that Kahana says that even going to your own home, you, uh, to his own home, you can't walk more than three parsos, and it would certainly be the, the case of going to a hotel, right? So there's two ways of looking at it. Which is worse? Amar of Kahana, just a story to illustrate what happened. He thinks it has to do with going with traveling home. Let me tell you the story that happened to me. There was an incident. I traveled a great distance on Erev Shabbos, I shouldn't have done. And I got to my destination. And what's the issue? They didn't know I was coming. They couldn't prepare. You think the issue is you're going to end up with challah and grape juice coming out of your trunk of your car. But his point is you need to prepare for Shabbos. Okay? And we are going to go and prepare for Shabbos. But... You need to prepare for Shabbos, you need to prepare for Yontiv, you need to prepare for the Yom Adin. All Shabbos is, one of the lessons is the preparation ahead of time. So he said, I didn't prepare ahead of time, I was spending all the time traveling, and guess what? When I got there, there wasn't enough time to prepare Shabbos. I ended up eating Kaisa de Harsana, which is some sort of like breaded, nasty, herring situation uh, for, right, 
for Shabbos, I, that, even that I didn't have. For, I didn't even have Shalashudas food, is the point, okay? Uh, two lines up from the bottom, I'm in Dalit and Bays. We're going to, I guess, start tomorrow already with the question of mitzvahs lulav, ketzad, having discussed arava at great length. We are now going to get to the mitzvahs lulav, ketzad. How are you going to perform the mitzvahs lulav when the first day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos? May everyone have a wonderful Shabbos.